We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting edition of the podcast. Uh, already we're getting off to an interesting start. Uh, so, um, we've got uh, some new features of the podcast coming up, uh, but uh, before we do that, uh, there's some other things I wanted to talk about first. Uh, so, one of the things I really wanted to talk about was uh, somebody brought up the movie Conan the Barbarian, the new one, I mean the old one. Uh, and here is the thing. Um, most of the movies that you saw when you were 12 and you thought were really cool suck. They suck hard. And so, um, yeah, don't go running around screaming that uh, Conan the Barbarian is a great movie because it's not. It's, uh, it's fun. It's campy. But it's very silly and uh, really not the kind of thing you could hold up to any standard and say, this is good. And uh, to prove my point, um, the, the whole reason that this quote was brought up was for some reason uh, was uh, this quote we've got from the movie. My fear is that my sons will never understand me. We won again. This is good, but what is best in life? The open step, fleet horse, falcons at your wrist, and the wind in your hair. Wrong! Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. So I love that clip. Uh, for so many reasons. Uh, uh, this, this is the clip I found on uh, YouTube. There's also a very funny uh, Conan the Musical, where some guy took, uh, you know, j- just chopped it up and then put a, uh, a his own score behind it. It's very funny. Anyway, so the thing I love about that clip is, uh, first of all, it starts with, and I wish I could back it up just a little, just get a little bit more of that clip, because I want to know what that dude is talking about at the very beginning. Uh, I'm not going to play it again. You can rewind it and listen to it again if you want. But he says, I am afraid that my son, and then this other guy just cuts him right off. Enough! And I'm just like, hey, man, this dude was really having, you know, trying to have some sort of bonding moment. You know, barbarian, e-barbarian, you know. And then, look, just because you're uncomfortable with your feelings, I mean, this guy's, like, really trying to, like, dig deep and be like, hey, man, this is something that, you know, I'm... uh I, I could talk about my small penis, or I could talk about how I'm afraid that my son's gonna grow up all weird. Uh, and, uh, nope, nope. Mr. Mr. Shutdown, Mr. Don't wanna hear it, just cock blocks him right there and says, I don't wanna hear it. But then he says, What's the greatest thing in life? And I don't know if it's the first guy. If, if, I can't imagine the first guy would ever open his mouth around these insensitive bastards ever again. You know, the movie is called Barbarian, not Emotional Cripple, okay? But maybe it should be. Yeah, where's the movie where Conan gets to learn how to feel? Where's the movie where Conan gets to love himself? Well, they just did a remake, haven't seen it, so don't really know, but who knows? It could be good. 
Uh, but so anyway, so he says, what is best in life? And then, you know, which call me crazy sounds like a fairly subjective question, right? You know, it sounds like one where there is no wrong answer. You can answer it however you wanted to. Nope. No, not in this guy's eyes. Uh, so the guy, the, whoever answers the question, however he damn well feels like it. And then, of course, immediately the same guy says, wrong, Conan. And it's like, dude, this isn't a game show. This is a bunch of just a drunken shitheads talking. Why do you got to be old bossy pants? Look, there's not one right answer. Oh, dude. Uh, all right. I'm just, I'm just going to get my, my journal out made out of this deer skin. Actually, it's just one deer and I've just been draw- writing on it, you know, the entire time. You should make that into a coat. No, I wanted a diary. Uh, so, so he says to Conan, he's like, what's the best thing in the world? Now, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, uh, and I barely have seen the movie, apparently, uh, Conan, the whole movie is Conan watched his mother get killed when he was just a boy, and then the whole movie is him just, like, trying to, you know, track down this uh, evil sorcerer with the two-headed snake emblem thing and kill him. Actually, I don't really know that because I saw the movie. Again, I saw the two-minute YouTube video called Conan the Musical, and I gathered it all from that. So, who knows? I might be wildly wrong. But, uh, so then, Conan says, uh, well, you you hear it in the clip. He says, uh, uh, strike down your enemies, watch them fall before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. Now... My fear is that my sons will never understand me. How, Dodge? We've won again! This is good. But what is best in life? The open steppe. Fleet horse. Falcons at your wrist. And the wind in your hair. Wrong! Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you. And to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. This is ironic because that's exactly why he is why he is. Like, he shouldn't like that. He should be just like, uh, I don't know, the best things in life? Getting hugs from your mom? You know, that'd be nice. But no, of course, the emotionally distant barbarians can't handle any real emotion. You know, you don't know, as soon as Conan, as soon as he says that, he just like turns around and weeps, a little tear comes down like the lonely Indian. I just need a hug. Uh, but, uh, but I'm sure, of course, you know, the whole reason he's saying this is because he's trying to infiltrate the ranks. Oh, yeah. So, and I love how Conan the Barbarian says, lamentation of the women. Like, I, I don't know what lamentation... I have a college degree. I don't know what lamentation means, right? I had to look it up. And now once I looked it up, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. And I had, you know, quizzed my friends. I'm like, do you know what lamentation means? And they're like, well, I guess, you know, lament. I understand that. So maybe, you know, and it's just like, what barbarian? What barbarian says lamentation? Shouldn't a barbarian be like, I like to hear the women cry. I like to hear the women scream. 
Yeah, because my dick real hard and I want to fuck a maid. Because my... Oh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I broke character. Hold on one second. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know I got ahead of myself. All right. I like the lamentation of the women. No, of course not. He just, you know, the, the, the barbarian's just like, Mah, yeah, like... I like to cut you in the head, I like to chop your head off, and I like to fuck your women. Who likes to hear women crying? Good God, what a, I mean, what a massive boner killer, right? Like, nothing kills a boner faster than a woman crying. Like, look, I know that there are some dudes, some some problem childs out there who get off on it, but I would say the majority of us, as soon as you hear the stripper crying, you're like, all right, I'm done. Look, you know. Just here, here's some money. Just go. I this is no fun anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, wh- one of the things I've noticed in doing this podcast was that it is oddly personal, right? Like I tell you all stuff that if I was on the street, I would not tell you. I wouldn't be like, "Hey, this thing happened." Hey, I'm going to see a therapist, which is weird. Oh, by the way, I started seeing a therapist. Therapist, by the way. Um, it's it's good. I recommend everybody go, but you got to be in for the long haul, which sucks because, you know, I think we're all kind of used to going to the doctor and saying like, I have this wrong with me. And then he looks and he goes, great, take this pill. And you go, great, when will it start working? I don't know, couple of days, great. Whereas therapy, it's like, I don't know, when am I going to be better? I don't know. It could take years. Well, how will I know when I notice anything changing? Nah, I don't know. It's up to you to find out. Great. Thanks. So, anyway. So, anyway, I started therapy. But it's stuff like that that I would not tell you if I saw you on the street. I would, you know, I've been to a billion parties. And I've never been like, oh, my therapist this or that. Oh, so anyway. uh, And because of all of this, uh, I... I feel like, you know, we should just have a segment called Oddly Personal, where it's just sort of mini revelations uh, about me, but they're not really anything big, but they're just, just the kind of thing that, you know, maybe I wouldn't say to you if I saw you in person. I've decided to do these revelations in the sort of genre of the Barry White slow jam. Uh, not really sure why. So, uh, without further ado, our latest segment, Oddly Personal. I got a birthmark on my stomach that looks like a bear wearing a party hat. Oddly Personal! I've never been punched in the balls. Oddly Personal! My wife looks nothing like my mother. I wear long johns under my jeans, even at work. And those are all absolutely true. I thought about writing some fake ones down. Maybe they might have been funnier. I don't know. Okay, so uh, let, let's get to the uh, new great revelation of this podcast. Uh, so when I was listening back to the last podcast and I would play, you know, the little musical bits and whatnot, I thought, you know, why don't we just play more music on the podcast? You know, just maybe it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I'll just put some stuff in the background. And it'll be great. 
So anyway, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, I It's going to be a little tricky because uh, I do edit this podcast. And, you know, there's certainly lots of times where my brain uh, isn't firing uh, all all the way. And so, uh, I, you know, a lot of these songs will be edited. They'll be shortened, uh, you know, just to catch up with uh, all the things I am thinking about. So, oh, and all of these songs. Well, what I'm trying to do, too, at the same time is just sort of, you know, promote uh, and talk about music maybe you haven't heard of, uh, you know, because that used to be a thing I did on the website. And so these were all uh, songs that uh, I have promoted previously on the website. Um, and so if there's a name you forget or something uh, on on the podcast, you can just go to the music section of UGTV.org and uh, uh, push around there and see what you can find. Almost none of the works link, uh, I'm sorry, none of the links work anymore uh, in the uh, music section of the website because uh, they were all linked to uh, mp3.com and since that, you know, shut down all that kind of went away. At one point I tried to relink a bunch of stuff but it was more trouble than it was worth and in fact most of the stuff, you know, if it's available at all, you'll be able to find samples of it at least, you know, on like iTunes or Amazon or stuff like that. Alright, let's get going with the music. Okay, so first up uh, we have uh, good old Damien Rice. And uh, he, this is his song, Cheers, Darling. I, I heard about this song on NPR, uh, Fresh Air, and it was him saying that uh, he uh, wrote this song, it's a totally autobiographical, about him um, being at a bar and um, meeting a woman, and the last bus leaves, and now he's... You know, he's still talking to her and he's like, ah, maybe I should have gotten that last bus, but um, he didn't. And then uh, when the bar is shutting down and he thinks he's going to go home and bang her like her boyfriend shows up and now he's like, ah, I'm totally boned. So anyway, as uh, new songs pop up, uh, I'll comment on those as well. Um, I'm probably going to be shouting a little bit because I haven't found a way to really equalize uh, the Well, maybe I'll just pull this back a little bit or something. I don't know. Maybe this is better. Maybe it's worse. I don't know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) clearly this is uh, in its early stages of uh, development here on the podcast. Okay, so I don't understand why people put on their Facebook profile the photos of their baby, right? Like, don't you have any identity that's you, that's not your baby? I mean, I, I get it. You're ugly now, right? Right? You had a kid, pushed one out, looks just went to shit. And so you're feeling like, eh, am I really going to post this picture from high school? Am I right, ladies? Who's, who's with me? You look like shit, right, after the baby? Yeah, that's right. Uh. But really, I mean, why would you do that? I mean, and, and you know what? Honestly... The only reason I am friends from with you is to see if you're still hot or not, right? Like, that's the only reason we're friends on Facebook. I didn't know you in high school. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't care about your dumb ideas or your politics or what's going on with your life. I just want to see if you're hot. So take down that picture of your baby, put up a photo of you, and then I can judge you. Thank you. Okay, so one of the things that we did recently... So uh, lately I've been talking uh, at great length about... 
you know, uh, birthdays and, you know, what people have been doing for their birthdays. Uh, and, uh, you know, Alexis Perplexus and, and wife Miriam and how they really had the right idea of, hey, we're just going to go to a place and if you want to come and you want to, you know, participate. Great. Do that. That, that would love to have you. Love to see you. But uh, the, the problem is, is uh, recently we went on a friend's birthday and he wanted to do that, too. And unfortunately, what he did was uh, not pick a place that was conducive to that uh, environment. So imagine, um, oh, I don't know, your living room and making it into a restaurant and then putting a bar in the corner where uh, only too deep uh, can, you, can people even stand uh, at, at, the, at the same time. And, you know, this is really where the planning just, you, you, I mean, it's great to have a great idea, but really, just take that extra step and uh, find a place, like, I don't know, a boardwalk. Or, you know, as Miriam did, just a, a restaurant with a huge lobby. Don't think you can just have people wander in and out where if you want to seat more than four people at a time, it's going to take you an hour and a half. Don't do that. But the stars of the evening, uh, and, we, and, and to be fair, we did have a, a really fun time, but the stars of the evening were the 20-something girls who, um, so this, this place that we ate, it, it's a German brew pub restaurant kind of place and uh one of their things is you can get uh you know a pint of beer a liter of beer a two liter of beer and then i think it goes up to like a five liter of beer which just looks like a mop bucket of beer and so the the two liter of beer is an enormous glass boot in which uh, an enormous, I mean, a two-liter sized glass boot, in which you have to uh, give the bartender a $50 deposit uh, before you can order it, because so many of them, like, people are drunk, and they're like, wee, this thing is awesome, we're gonna drink beer out of this every weekend, we're taking it home, wee! So, uh, these, these, this table of, of four 20-something girls, that's four, and they're in their 20s, uh, not four and twenty blackbirds of girls, no. Uh, four twenty-something girls, women. Let's call them women. Uh, they thought it'd be hilarious to order the boot, and I don't know price-wise if this works out, and I don't really know if there is any sort of bonding that, it's, that you you get. Oh, oh, this is circus. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to tune out the the music uh, sometimes. Anyway, Zerkis uh, was a great band that I knew uh, in college in San Francisco, and um, this has got one of my favorite lyrics of all time, uh, when he says, um, uh, don't you know you sparkle when you smile? I guess I should have put that off for a little while. But then she just looked away and sparkled. And I just, ah, oh, that, is, that is so great. Like, this is another one of those bands. Like, I get, I get why this band didn't make it. I mean, it's kind of, you know, the instrumentation is weird. You know, they got a violin player and a horn section and not a traditional drummer and all this stuff. But boy, this is, this is a, I mean, this is going to be a running theme of just all these bands that I'm mad just weren't more famous than, than they are. But anyway, uh, enjoy yourself some Zerkus. 
And this is their song, Fogtown, right here on UGTV.org. So anyway, what I was saying was, I don't know if there's any bonding benefit to drinking from a communal boot. Personally, I, I just, you know, and, and, and I'm so fussy about my beer now. It's like, I just can't imagine. And so, but yet, and it was funny too, because really there were just two girls who were doing the majority of the drinking, which would also kind of piss me off too. Cause I'm just like, you know, cause they all looked like they just got done at some sort of fashion internship, maybe at Banana Republic, maybe the Gap, maybe Old Navy. And, uh, you know, they don't get paid much. And here are these two beer hounds chugging down the boot. And you're like, hey, I chipped in for a fourth of this stupid boot, too. What the hell, man? But damn it all, if they didn't finish that boot before we left. So the other day I tried to uh, rile up some people and generate some shit on Facebook and uh, I busted out with, uh, oh, uh, uh, Michelle Obama, uh, the first lady, got booed at some uh, NASCAR event. And I was just like, hey, man, who sucks more? NASCAR people or, like, uh, the Southerners? Woo! And I really wanted to, yeah, mix it up. Let's go. Trade some blows. No. No, nobody. Nobody wanted to. I was very disappointed in everybody. Here's a little uh, laughing stock from their first album, the Clown Album. It's a little girl named January on the Mellow Mix of UGTV.org. Uh, laughing stock, laughing stock's a, a great band. You, they're the band that I hired to do the UGTV pilot. Uh, and uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's uh, just basically a guy who plays the Chapman Stick, which is uh, a 10-stringed instrument, four bass strings, six guitar strings, and you play it by hammering on with your fingers. Uh, so, you know, you've seen all these guys who, who, you know, Eddie Van Halen does the hammering on, but he only does it with one finger. This guy does it with all eight uh, and uh, and it, so it's just him and the stick player sings and the drummer drums and it's uh, it's again, you know, weird for pop radio. But they've been doing this for ten years now and they haven't slowed down. They just put an album out in vinyl of all things. Uh, although they did change their name uh, when he moved out to New York, they are now Bright Brown. And of course, yeah, they are the people who provide the theme song to this very program. Well, this is from the first album when they were known as Laughing Stock. I'm, I'm really surprised that no one wanted to jump into the fray with me. Because, uh, you know, that's, that's I mean, I've, I've, I have gotten into bigger arguments over lesser things. Like, uh, somebody said that they liked Kristen Stewart one time, and I was like, she's a dummy. She said that being photographed with the paparazzi was like being raped. And so I said, you know, and then everybody's like, no, but I don't know. She's young, whatever. And then there was like this picture I put up of uh, Reese Witherspoon uh, and her kid was kind of uh, below the waves. The kid looked like he was drowning. Obviously, he wasn't. 
And everybody was like, hey, look at her in a bikini. She didn't look so hot. And these, were, of course, were all women. And then, like, the other women were like, oh, why does everybody got to be judged? And it's just because she ain't perfect. And it's just like, listen, dummies, we're all just happy that she looks like a regular person. That's all we're saying. You know, and so really I was, you know, and I've got Southern friends. I thought they'd be all, ah, skewer him, torches and whatnot. Kill him. Kill the Westerner. The one thing I've noticed in this world is nobody wants to tell you, or nobody wants to agree with you when you say you suck at something, right? And of course, you know, when you say it, it's because you're like, look, I'm giving up on this, right? You know, I tried it. I I wanted to do it. I did it. I suck at it, all right? And, you know, uh, my my therapist, I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, I tried stand-up comedy. It didn't work out. I kind of sucked at it. And she was like, well, maybe you're being too hard on yourself and all that. And I'm like, listen... (laughs) I have given this a lot of thought. And then, you know, I had another friend just recently say the same thing. It's like, gosh, you know, you should really do stand-up. No, I should really punch you in the balls because I don't want to hear that because I did it and it sucked. And it's like people just don't want to hear it. People refuse to believe that uh, you could not be good at a thing even though, you know, it would be like, You know, a a guy who uh, plays a really good game of touch football and he's better than everybody on the field. It's like, no shit. We're a bunch of fat, drunken losers out there. Of course you're way better than us. And everybody's like, you should play professional ball. And he's like, "Uh, I tried it. I couldn't make the team. Are there really people out there who goes like, oh, give it another shot. I know you're 35, but go try, go go play again. Go go, go, sign up for college classes. I'm sure you can make the team. Go ahead. No. They're just like, all right. Oh, good old Pomplamoose. Right, a little Hail Mary here for you. Uh, oh, uh, Pomplamoose playing. Oh, God damn. So, uh, uh, I think it was last podcast I had just talked about uh, wa- uh, seeing Journey live. And um, it was weird. Uh, I don't know if this is a thing I talked about, but it made me feel old. And I don't know, like, just the whole vibe was weird. Like, everybody around me was old. I was old. I had, you know, obviously I had seen Journey when I was 15 at, you know, but it was, when I saw them when I was 15, it was like, I was right there in the front row, not in the front row, but I was close, right? And I was standing, and I guess, well, I didn't have standing endurance then either, but I was standing, and I was cheering, and, and I was just surrounded by all these other people, and now I'm sitting and annoyed when I have to stand, and and I'm really far back, you know, and just like, I don't know, like, I had just been with them for so long that I just made me feel old, I guess. But then, on October 29th, Went to see... Pump. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yes, that's right. October October 19th or 18th or... No, it was October 17th I went to see Journey. October 29th I saw Pumplemousse. Totally different. Polar opposite feeling, right? Like, we saw him at the Yerba Buena Center in San Francisco. It was fantastic, right? I, we were right up front. Like, I, I mean, I, I 
I could have touched them if I wanted to. And uh, it was it, it was great. It made me feel like I was 18 again. And, and, I, and I can't explain it, maybe because it was, you know, a smaller venue. It wasn't Shoreline Amphitheater. It was, you know, a, a 400-seat, you know, auditorium or whatever. And uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I, you know... I, 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 and I was standing and I was with all these people and they were all young and I felt young and I could touch them and I knew all the songs. Oh, it was so great. And they talked to the audience as opposed to that little crazy Filipino Steve Perry replacement guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wish, I wish there was a way I could find more stuff like that to make me feel young again. And it's and it's funny because it's not, you know, banging a young hooker. Don't rule it out. I'm just saying. I I I don't know if that would help. Uh, oh, Jim's big ego right here. Uh, Little Miscommunication is a song. Uh, one of Miriam's uh, favorites. They are a band from Boston, and uh, the video. If you can see the video online, who knows if it's still up. Uh, but the, uh, the band is Jim's Big Ego. Check them out. Oh, so I don't know if uh, what I can do to, to get this feeling back, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if the batting cages help. Uh, I just listened to two podcasts where they talked about, you know, uh, marathon gaming sessions and we, you know, we got to get this group of guys and we're going to get to level 50 so we can get the achievement badge and 14-year-old me would have thought that was kick-ass and now uh, 40-year-old me is just like, oh, hell no. I'm not staying up till 4 o'clock in the morning. Shit, man, I stay up till 11 o'clock now and I'm just like, oh, God, can I please go to sleep? And it's so weird. Uh... I don't know. I, 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 I need to find more things that, that, that make me feel young. God, it's like the fountain of youth. I want it. Because it is, it is an amazing rush to walk out of there and not, not just have a good time. I mean, look, Journey was a good time. I enjoyed it. But there was something about Pomplamoose that, you know, getting that young feeling again, it's just like, oh, I want to suck the souls out of babies just to get to their life force. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Alright, uh, we're going to take a quick uh, intermission break. Uh, I'm going to go uh, walk the dog and then uh, maybe go pick up my car and uh, we'll be right back after this. Uh, once again, uh, uh, Jim's Big Ego with Little Miss Communication. And we're back. Uh, We may have uh, more music to get to. I don't know. I I, I barely have anything else uh, left to say. But um, anyway, uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to do uh, before we go is uh, a couple of things that I've seen that I enjoyed. Uh, Apparently, I'm a dude who loves 
A, fake trailers. So any fake movie trailer, I'm all in. Uh, B, I like list jokes. And I like uh, uh, fake intros to things I like. And so all of those things uh, sort of culminate, uh, has culminated recently into a thing I saw some guys do. So uh, there's uh, this stand-up group in San Francisco, I think they're called the Businessmen, and uh, part of it is uh, it, one of the four guys is Bucky Sinister, and I've been a big Bucky Sinister fan for a long time, and at the age of 37, he decided uh, he was going to start doing stand-up, and apparently he's been doing stand-up for like three years now, and he, uh, it's a shame, I feel, because he, his poetry and sort of you know, long form written word stuff has been so good. And now he's going to do stand up, which is a totally different beast. And eh, I don't know. But I mean, look, I get it. You know, he tried, he'd been doing the, the spoken word poetry doodah for like 20 years and didn't get anywhere. And so he's like, well, screw that. I'm going to do this other thing. Maybe I can make a career at that. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so. The businessmen, they're four guys, and they do a thing at the Darkroom Theater in San Francisco every Wednesday. So if you live in the area, feel free to go by. Um, but uh, one of the things that they do is they do this bit uh, called Four Hours in a Car, or Six Hours in a Car. And basically, it's... <laughs> It's, I, I guess it really could be anything that, that keeps them entertained, but basically when they drive from here to Los Angeles and trying to get that career going, all, everybody's easily 40 years old and still trying, uh, they do a thing where they do fake Saturday Night Live intros. And so the idea, so the format is fairly simple. Start with the most obscure uh, Saturday Night Live character or or uh, actor that you can name, and then get progressively, progressively sillier, and then devolve into inanimate objects. All right, I've had a drink. I'll, I'll admit it. I've had a drink uh, in between part one, part two of this. I had to go get my car, came back, the dog ate a bunch of brownies, uh, kind of bummed me out, had a drink. Okay. So, uh, now, uh, the, the great thing is, is that if you have some friends who you think are funny, you can do this too. All you need is the Saturday Night Live theme song. Sadly, there, I, I cannot find it on iTunes. I had to go to YouTube in order to, uh, get it. So, uh, at at the uh, the businessman show, uh, this isn't gonna be as good because the way they do it, it's all sort of improv and people just you know pile on and whatever guest comedians they have uh, join in and all that stuff. So this is just going to be uh, uh, not as good because I've had time to think about it. I didn't actually write it down. I'm trying to do this from memory and it's not improv. So you know, improv people get a lot of uh, cred just because it sounds like it's coming out of nothing, and I totally get that. So um, I'm going to get less cred, and right, well, let's, let's try this. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! It's Saturday Night Live! Starring the Not Ready for Primetime Players! 
Denitra Vance, Ellen Cleghorn, Boutros Boutros Golly, Jeff Galuli, A Box of Hair, Toe Jam, and starring musical guests Dinosaur Jr. Ray Parker Jr. Dinosaur Jr. Jr. And your host, Alec Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin, and a bald eagle for the win! So anyway there, that is pretty much the whole format of the thing. So just imagine, you know, that that's, uh, I don't know how long that took, maybe like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. But uh, imagine being in a car full of dudes who think they're funny uh, and doing that for six hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. And you got to imagine by like the third hour... It starts to get weird, and by the fifth hour, it gets annoying. But by the fifth and a half hour, it starts getting real good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the other thing, too. Oh, um, so uh, getting into this whole theme of um, sort of fake intros to things, I uh, heard Ira Glass on Mark Maron's podcast. So Mark Maron has um, sort of these studio one-on-one interviews that he does on his WTF podcast, but he's also got these live shows. And if you don't like the one-on-one interviews, if you think they're too mopey or too sad or they talk about, you know, uh, getting your butt touched too much, uh, listen to the live ones. The live ones are very different. And, and it's, it's, kind of it's kind of cool because it's like well anyway it's kind of cool just listen to it anyway so anyway so one of the ones just recently that they did uh was with ira glass now ira glass for those of you don't know uh it has sort of been the darling of the npr world and has been uh sort of labeled as the savior of npr the the guy who made it hip to listen to npr now, mind you, of course, he's the only hip thing to listen on VR. Everything else is still pretty square. Now, I know I listen to some car talk. I listen to some wait, wait, don't tell me. But still, he's really just, he's still like the only kind of cool hip thing to listen to. Uh, Ira Glass was on Mark Maron's WTF uh, podcast, and he talked about getting blackout drunk at a public event. Now... Look, I've gotten blackout drunk before, but it's rare. I mean, it, and it might be at a party, but it is rare that it is. Actually, I've never done it in front of an entire audience of people who were like, hey, we're looking at you and we're going to remember all the crazy shit you're doing, even though you won't. So... Uh, God, I feel like I should be putting on some music here. But all right, well, we're going to get to the the other thing very soon. So anyway, so uh, I love that because it humanizes Ira Glass. You know, it makes him seem like a regular guy. And B, it makes him seem like more of a fuck-up than even I am. Yay! Okay. So, uh, so, uh, he... So Ira Glass was there on the podcast, and I was stunned. Maybe people just didn't know it or know the show well enough. 
But I was, you know, he talked about, God, there was this whole stream of like poop talk that they had. And I can't remember how it got started or what what it did. But I just really wished somebody had, you know, because the way the live shows work, it's not just a one-on-one. It's, you know, they've got like four or five people on the bill on the WTF live shows. I just wish somebody knew you know, NPR or This American Life well enough to walk up and say, Hello? Is This American Life? Today our show is... Poop. Our show today will be in three acts. Acts one. Ira Glass gets so drunk he poops himself and can't remember how he did it. Act 2, Skid Marks, where Ira Glass wipes himself so poorly he leaves a trail behind. Act 3, Hiding the Evidence, where Ira Glass buries his underwear in the hamper in hopes that he won't be discovered. Stick around as our story continues. How great would that have been to, like, fucking fist Ira Glass at his own thing? Ah, I would have loved it. And finally on the podcast today, uh, this uh, is probably going to be the last podcast of the year. Uh, I only seem to do about one of these a month, and uh, it's December already. And the reason why I say that is uh, I want to I wanna bring back uh, Laughing Stock's a girl named January. Uh, because they, the, the whole song, uh, obviously there is no girl named January. It's all about, uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it's all about just starting over with a clean slate, brand new year, January's here. We can just, you know, uh, forget, you know, whatever bad thing happened in the previous year. And, and to, to, you know, uh, this year actually hasn't been that bad. Uh, I... Uh, it, you know, nothing has been determined, but it appears that I have, uh, not gotten, this would be the fourth job I have been on at least three rounds of interviews on and, uh, and have not gotten. And I I don't know which I would prefer, like the idea of going on, you know, just the phone interview and not getting it. You know, which saves me a lot of time, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, preparation. My whole whole life is consumed on, you know, uh, running imaginary interview questions and doing things online and contacting people and writing thank you notes and all that stuff and not getting it. Or is it nice to get to the third round and then be like, okay, well, they didn't want me. I made it all the way to the end. And, and so at least I'm good enough to make it that far. Honestly, though, I'm not really sure. They, <laughs> both scenarios uh, still kind of suck and still involve me not getting the job. But I do have to say it's interesting. Um, there is a, a, a part of me. Uh, so we, we do this thing every year uh, where the college friends get together and everybody talks about, you know, what they're thankful for. And a lot of people share a lot of stuff that I'm really surprised that they would share. And it's, it's you know, I, I am experiencing this 
not really schadenfreude because I'm, you know, I'm not happy when when my friends are are feeling pain, but I am happy that I'm not the only one, and I'm happy that their lives are not as perfect as they appear on paper, which I always always makes me happy. It's like, yeah, good. Why should I be the only one struggling here? So, from me, from the music of Bright Brown, have a happy new year, a safe and happy holidays, and if your year hasn't been everything you hoped it would, maybe January will bring you her good fortune. So see you next year as we do this one more time. Till then! Again